Thank you for listening to another Boners episode of Remake Rewind. Uh, we decided that boners. with uh, Boners. Uh, I'm Mike as always. I've got Alex with me. What's up, Alex? I'm still Alex. I usually am. You usually are. Yeah. But we decided that... Uh, Sometimes I'm really Mephisto. Want- <laughs> <laughs> we re- with uh, WandaVision having a couple episodes out and us having a bonus episode or a Patreon-exclusive episode on uh, Age of Ultron and... Uh, couple other little things we thought we would talk about you know just the scarlet witch in the mcu for a few minutes and just throw out a little extra episode because we like you guys so uh we just kind of wanted to talk about scarlet witch um and kind of her impact in the mcu and why wandavision is kind of important so uh we just want to spend a few minutes on that and just give you some free content because we're cool like that mm-hmm. <laughs> that's true so scar Scarlet Witch, she's a she's a big deal in the MCU. Like she is a catalyst for a lot of stuff. And, you know, obviously being a big catalyst for phase four, she's the first part of phase four. So I just kinda wanted to talk to you. Like, what do you how do you feel about her portrayal over the last, you know, five, six years? Um I mean, I like the character. I like Elizabeth Olsen. Um, I think you're right. I think she is a major character. Um and that she's tied into a lot of the villains and the major events in an intimate way. Um, but I feel like we don't really know a whole lot about the character. And even in like uh, in Infinity War, she's sort of um, she's not doing very much with her character so much as she's a prop for you know, she's kind of Vision's girlfriend or she is the the team member that's under house arrest or whatever. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. really delved into her character. And it's not, I wouldn't say that she's underwritten, but she's not overwritten for sure. I I think the issues, they just made her so powerful that they don't know what to do with her. So like, right. uh, And that's the other thing. She's so powerful in, in, and, and her powers change drastically in the way they, you know, characterize her changes drastically. Yeah. So like in age of Ultron, her first entrance into the, the, the franchise, she single handedly takes out, you know, 75% of the Avengers by herself with like mind altering powers. Uh, She could basically control people's minds or make them see their biggest fear and basically cripple them. Plus she has like her telekinesis uh, and she also has like laser blasts that can destroy like a robot in a single shot. And you know, so like that's what you get in the first movie and then her second, her next appearance is civil war. Correct. Yeah. So in Civil War, she's like, and she's a huge catalyst. Like she's what ultimately causes all the events of Civil War to unfold. We already had, you know, Sokovia. We already had New York. We already had Washington, D.C. But she accidentally kills a bunch of Wakandans in whatever country they were in. I don't remember where exactly they were. But she accidentally kills a couple of Wakandans because she takes a bomb. across. Yeah, thank you. Um, but they, they go to kill, they go to capture crossbones. And he shoots, you know, a bomb, or he is a bomb. He's like a suicide bomb. Captain he goes to Crossbones, Cap- just Crossbones. Oh, they said Captain did, Crossbones. Did I say? Yeah, he was fighting Captain America, and then he was going to like suicide bomb Captain America, and uh, Scarlet Witch uses her powers and throws him up into a building and kills a bunch of innocent people 
which is what created the Sokovia Accords, which then, you know, led off to the events of Civil War. And like you mentioned, she was kind of like, oh, well, we don't, she's kind of like the junior member and she'll do whatever we tell her. So she is like stuck in lockdown and Vision's supposed to be kind of keeping an eye on her. But she does ultimately end up on Team Cap. And then they kind of use her as, well, she's so powerful. So she's she can keep Vision at guard. Because that's the other issue. Vision is essentially indestructible Superman in the MCU version. Mm-hmm. And so they basically are the only foils for each other so everybody else can fight. Because single-handedly, either one of them can take on the entire team. Right. So, yeah, they kind of just used her as a prop in Civil War. Yeah, I'm glad that she has something to do now in WandaVision. Um, yeah. And just by by necessity, by the format, um, she's not using her powers, really. Like, not she's not uh, going full tilt. You no. Know, she's just acting out this... Um, this fever dream or whatever it ends up being this fantasy. Right. And so but then we, we get, into... but we get to see, sorry, we get to see Lizzie. I'm going to call her Lizzie cause we're friends now. Um, we get to see <laughs> Lizzie like, uh, you know, show off some of her range and like do some other stuff with this character. And also we get to dig into, um, you know, Wanda's psyche a little bit more. Right. So then we get into her next movies cause she's the, the next ones are infinity war and Endgame. And same thing, the beginning of the movie is just her and Vision kind of going around having an affair. I mean, they're together, but like nobody knows that they're <laughs> seeing affair. each other. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, it romance. is. Yeah, secret well, romance. Yeah. yeah it's, it, it's an affair. love not affair. cheating on anybody. But, yeah. There you go. But they're, you know, Vision's on, you know, basically Iron Man's team and Scarlet Witch is essentially on Cap's team. So they're meeting up, you know, in between missions and whatnot. And well, she's a, it's not even, it's not even that they're on opposite Avengers teams. She's literally a fugitive. Yeah. So they, they basically use her and vision again to get the whole set of events going because Thanos's crew shows up to capture vision because he has the salt, he has the, the mind stone. So once again, it, she's kind of relegated to just either keeping vision at bay or babysitting vision because she's the yeah, most she's on vision person. duty yeah and so she's kind of taken out of most of infinity war finally when you get into the big fight when um thanos and his entire army come to wakanda she shows up at the very end and is kind of holding vision back for a little bit Hold but that's thanos pretty back. much it. he still gets defeated um and then in endgame she's gone almost the entire movie and then she comes back at the very end and she was going to kill Thanos. Like she was doing pretty solid. And then Thanos pulls in the orbital strike and gives himself some breathing room so he can get the rest of the stones and the gauntlet and go. Um, but I do think it's interesting because Kevin Feige said like, if anybody could beat Thanos, it's if you don't have the gauntlet and you have the time to actually fight, it's Scarlet Witch and Captain Marvel both could take on Thanos on their own. So it's yeah. really interesting. We got Elizabeth Olsen as Scarlet Witch, who's arguably the second most powerful person in the universe. And she hasn't done much in the universe. Yeah. And I think, like I said, character wise too, like we, she has a brother who died. Uh, they grew up. We know in she this, was an orphan. Yeah. She was an orphan, but we don't really know anything we just know that um, the two of them saw the Tony Stark bomb um, in their apartment. 
and uh you know she's had a lot of tragedy in her life and she loves vision yeah like and she can cook i guess tell me something else about her and the fact that her accent keeps on changing i think adds to that too and, that, and like, i think you could justify the the accent thinks so like in in civil war specifically like um black widow's kind of training her like you need to keep your head on a swivel what is this person doing how many cops are there what's going on here you need to be able to blend in i think she's learning how to be a spy and so she's mm-hmm. going to be consciously suppressing her accent and then by the time you get into end game like you mentioned by by civil war not civil war um by infinity war and end game she is a uh uh a fugitive and the easiest way to recognize her would be an accent like you know if you hear her talking that's true i, I hadn't heard that theory i like that so like i i buy that and you notice like and we'll, we'll get into WandaVision a little bit, but in WandaVision, when she talks about her brother, her accent comes back a little yeah. bit. So, like, I yeah, feel which like is that was nice. I like that expressing moment. it. Yeah, I guess it's just weird that they they don't that it's all left to viewer interpretation. But I agree. It's also it, nice that they don't feel the need to spoon feed spoon feed everything to us. And which is why I shouldn't think complain about that having her be the big launch of phase four is, is both surprising and refreshing because now, was, she hasn't had much WandaVision wasn't supposed to be the launch of phase four though. It was, it was, it always no, was. It wasn't. No, Black Widow was supposed to come out first. Well, no, Black Widow wasn't, isn't phase four. It takes place in phase three. It takes place before civil war. It's just, they're, they're recognizing she should have already had another movie. Like, no, Black, yes, Black Widow is the beginning of Phase Four. No, Kevin Feige has always said that WandaVision is the true start of of uh, Phase Four. Even even before all the delays were happening, he was saying WandaVision is the true start of Phase Four. I have not heard that. Yeah, no, he definitely because so yeah because Scar um, Black Widow takes place before Civil Civil War. I mean, or I don't no, think sorry. it matters. I don't think it matters when it takes place. I think it's. No, the phases are definitely are supposed to be. It's tricky, but like the when they look at the big timeline, well, like, Ka- Kevin Feige has always said Scarlet Witch. But then Cap- Captain off. Marvel would be Phase One. Well, the, yeah, that that's where it's tricky. It, it's it's not I tricky. Don't Black Widow is a Phase Four movie. It came out after Endgame. Phase Four movie. Yeah, but well, so did so did Spider Man, and they called that the end of Phase Three. Okay, well, but they said Spider-Man is the end of Phase Three. Yeah, like so, it, it's, it, it's it takes weird. place right after Endgame. Yeah, like it's technically part of Phase Four in terms of the movies, but they're saying what actually when you look at each phase, though, they all play a bigger part of the story. Like Captain Marvel, obviously, has a big part of Infinity War and Endgame, which is why it took place for various other reasons. But that's why it makes sense. The story impacted Phase Three more. This one, Black Widow, even though it takes place. It, it, it's going to impact phase three more than it. I don't know. It's weird. But Kevin Feige has said that um, WandaVision set, kicks off phase four and also kicks off a spiritual trilogy, which is going to be WandaVision, um, Spider-Man, whatever the third movie will ultimately be called. And then um, Doc Strange. Doctor Strange. Yeah. I had a good I had an idea for um, the Spider-Man three movie. And I wish I could remember it now. Oh, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. I'm always down to talk about Spider-Man. Yeah, if I remember it during this episode, I'll bring it up again. Oh, cool, cool, cool. I mean, I'll so, tell you whenever I remember, but hopefully yeah, it's during yeah. this episode. But uh, yeah, I think it's really impressive that 
Black, not Black Widow, Scarlet Witch is getting the first Marvel TV show, true Marvel TV show. Yeah. And basically kicking off the events. And uh, we're, we're three episodes in, so we're about a third of the way through. And I, I got to say, the first two episodes I liked. I watched the first two episodes twice. I watched the day it came out without Katrina. And then like later on the weekend, I watched with Katrina. Um, mm-hmm because I didn't want spoilers and I thought they were okay. I don't think for somebody like me who recognizes that something big, these are ultimately going to pay off. I I was cool with it, but I think if you were just kind of a casual fan, I don't know if the first two episodes of WandaVision were strong enough to make me go, I cannot wait for episode three. Yeah, I agree. And as like somebody who's followed the MCU for, you know, the the decade that it's been out or whatever, uh, 13 years now, yeah. Um, it, I didn't mind watching the first two episodes at all because I was I was already in the bag for them. I don't know that this movie that this TV show is made for casual viewers. I think this is made specifically for people who are like right. us already in but the bag. I know a lot of people, and I've read you know a lot of forums and everything where people are not impressed with this so far. And I think some people just don't get it. It's not what people were expecting. Uh, I think people were expecting every episode to kind of have little elements of what we saw in in episode three. I think this is a thing that is only going to last a month or so until, or at least, uh, or at the most until the, the rest of the episodes are out. I, I like think once, once the episode nine drops and yeah. people have the whole thing, I think people are going to think this is incredible, but I, I mean, I, not even quality wise. I just think like, it'll be clear that, um, They'll they'll understand what they were going for, like what it all meant. I I think it's going to be a game changer. I think so many different things can go through. I think, uh, you know, we've we've talked about, we we briefly talked about this on, you know, what have you been up to, but on our last episode. Um, But I definitely think that this is going, you know, we might be getting Mephisto. We're definitely getting, they've said this is going to set up the multiverse. There's a good chance this is going to, tell us how the fantastic four and the x-men are gonna get their start so i'm really excited and i thought season three was fantastic like um episode three episode what did i say season three yeah, season three. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah i thought I, season three was really good i think that um the first year i think i agree with you the first two episodes are um feel they're you feel a little uh unmoored you're just sort of yeah. out there doing this weird fucking thing i, I when i was watching it the like the entire time I kept on saying this is insane like I can't believe that I'm watching these Marvel characters in black and white in four three screen ratio yeah uh, just doing a sitcom from the fifties like like it's a this huge is so swing. fucking weird it's it's ridiculous and yeah. it has you know if it has almost no tie to the rest of the MCU um, no no. And it's like but, certain things. But the third are, episode came around, and it's like, oh, okay, I like I see where I they're see going where they're now. Going. I'm a hundred percent on board. Like this is and there's cool. like some deep cuts. Like you mentioned that you know this is probably more for like people like you and me who are really into this kind of thing and are looking for like all the Easter eggs. Like you know, there's an Easter egg in the second episode's animated opening where you see uh, Reaper's helmet, and yep. then you have. Um, uh, uh, I, I don't, I'm going to butcher her name, uh, Tayona Paris, who plays uh, Monica Rambo slash Geraldine. Um, mm-hmm. That is the daughter from Captain Marvel grown up. But I yeah. don't think your average person is going to recognize that. 
we also had the elevator so i think or the elevator um we had that helicopter in episode two like i think she crashed and it got kind of sucked into the universe but then we had wanda be able to expel her so it's like this shows that there is some level of control but there's also some third well she's also rewound the world twice twice yeah so um do we want to talk about what our theories are here i I think we've read all the same ones yeah 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 so i i definitely think that mephisto is getting set up and mephisto is going to be the big baddie in in uh, the second doc strange movie Although they said Nightmare is going to be the the villain, but I think they're going to do. I think it'll ultimately be Mephisto. I really think Mephisto huh. is in this. I agree about Mephisto. I wouldn't have said that until the second or third episode, but um, I wouldn't have guessed that Marvel would have chosen to use him. Um, but it's seeming like that now. Yeah, I definitely think Mephisto for a couple of reasons. Oh, but, but I'll let you go first. Uh, no, no, go ahead. I'm looking on the internet about um, Nightmare and uh, Mephisto and Doctor Strange. So, so I definitely heard that Nightmare is going to be in it too. So Mephisto obviously has huge ties to a couple different people. So they've already talked about the multiverse and whatnot. And Mephisto could be easily be like an interdimensional demon kind of thing. And I think that would be a good way to explain him without him being like the literal devil. But he has tie. They've also have explicitly said this series uh doc strange 2 um the multiverse of madness and whatever spider-man 3 ends up being called are like spiritual sequels and a spiritual trilogy and mephisto also has a huge influence on spider-man with the uh one more day slash brand new day comic book arcs where he essentially erased the marriage of uh, mary jane and spider-man or peter parker Mm -hmm. and the last spider-man movie ended on a huge cliffhanger of his identity being revealed and there's all these rumors that you know um daredevil is in the, it and whatnot yeah i heard the daredevil thing i think he's going to defend him in court or something I have you so seen too. um the the new leaked uh pictures from spider-man 3 he like goes to visit mary jane and it's snowing and stuff and she's working at you know some store uh, and it looks like they haven't been talking for a while yeah i did see that and she still yeah. has the the broken piece of the Black Dahlia necklace he gave her in the last movie. Oh, I didn't see that. That's cool. Yeah. Um, still, there's also been like all that. the casting rumors about um, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield coming back for cameos in this movie. And I think that those have been right. floating around enough that it's definitely true they're going to you know be in there in some way. And if they're doing well, multiverse they, they've stuff, pretty much that makes confirmed. Sense. Uh, like uh, um, Jamie Fox said he was coming back and then deleted yeah, the tweet. Too. So. I think that will be I, what I think might happen. And like, obviously this is pure speculation, but I think what's going to happen is um, Spider-Man is going to be found guilty or whatever, like Char- you know, um, I almost said Charlie Cox, but Matt Murdock's going to do his best. And then I think Mephisto is going to show up and be like, Hey, Spider-Man, like I could fix this for you. And then Spider-Man, it's gonna, maybe spider. It'll be cause it's supposed to be like a Christmas movie. They're saying it's going to take place around Christmas that I'm thinking it'll almost be like it's a wonderful life and Spider-Man's <laughs> going to see what it, like what the world is like without him or something and then he's going to realize he needs to fix it and so he's going to have to go to Doctor Strange and basically go through the multiverse and fix it and that's why we're going to see all the other Spider-Mans Spider-Mans yeah. so so that that's I, interesting I think, I think like a wonderful life kind of thing I think the Mephisto tempting somebody to fix 
something about the world is what's happening in WandaVision. And I don't think that they would necessarily redo that in another movie. Yeah, I don't know. So I wonder- like, I, I just feel like Mephisto's going to be an arc over these three movies. And then it seems I like a very small think- character to to make such a big point of three movies. But he also, they've already announced that uh, Ghost Rider is going to be coming back in some way, shape, or form. Hmm. And he has ties to that. So I, I feel like Mephisto is a good villain to bring in. And maybe he won't be like- the big villain of the next you know, you know, the entire phase, but I feel like he's a big enough villain and a powerful enough villain that you can put in a couple of different things. And that feels like it's, um, it could connect a blade too. So I guess exactly. So I, I feel like that. And I think the other thing they're doing is also setting up potentially Wanda to be the big bad for whatever the next Avengers movie is in phase five. I've uh, seen people saying that she might be the big bad in, um, or, Connected to the Strange big too. bad in Doctor Strange too. Yeah, I can definitely see I her like being that, a big this, bad. The, I think they said the end of this uh, show leads into Doctor Strange too. Yeah, and it would make sense because she's been the big bad in a couple of things. So obviously, House of M, No More Mutants. She also did the Avengers Disassembled, where she made the Avengers like disappear, and then there was a bunch of different series where they like had to build everything back up. So it. it and makes you talk a about getting the beginnings of the uh, Fantastic Four. I think we're going to get the beginnings of the mutants in this. I think so too. Yeah, I, I, I think I said X Men and and Fantastic Four, but I think oh, I yeah. think Wanda is going to be the catalyst that brings a lot of stuff. Deadpool as well, um, in into the the universe. Yeah. Okay. So I I also read by the way that um, somebody thought that Doctor Doom was going to be the main villain in Loki, which I don't necessarily agree with, but I did see a behind the scenes picture of. Uh, Owen Wilson's character, Mobius and Mobius, um, talking to like a little girl in a church. There's a stained glass uh, picture behind him. And the stained glass has like, you know, a deity who would like, or, you know, so you'd think that it was Jesus or whatever, but it's like a red face. It looks like the devil or Mephisto. And I guess oh, I Mephisto. Yeah, I think it's a new thing. I just saw it today. Um, and I guess Mephisto and um, Dr. Doom fuck with each other a lot. So people yeah, they are do. making a connection there. They they do so. Um, Doctor Doom. They, there's has also like gone there's to, a there's a hooded figure in uh, the Loki trailers, so people think that that's going to be Doctor Doom. But I think that it's would too be early interesting. For a character like that. Yeah, and, and you're is. right. Um, Loki and and Doom do have not Loki. Um, Mephisto and Doom kind of have a uh, a thing. Um, Mephisto tricked Doom into going into hell to search for his mom, hmm. uh, in a pretty major arc once. So it works like Mephisto is a big enough villain that could link a lot of different people. Um, so what I, let's get, let's get into a quick little, bring it back to WandaVision. Let's get into what we think is actually going on here. Cause I have a, I have a loose theory. All right. I want to hear um, your loose theory. My loose theory is sometime after Endgame, And remember Wanda is at Tony Stark's uh, funeral. So a little bit after that, I mm-hmm. think that she is, you know, depressed about vision and something happens where um, she runs, you know, she comes along Mephisto somehow or what a character that's going to end up being Mephisto, but is maybe in disguise or something. And she's sort of tempted with the uh, opportunity to bring vision back from the back from the dead. So she makes this deal with the devil and something like her entering like a coma or something happens and um nick fury's new uh new squad sword, sword. sword. um takes yes that's what i said sword yeah 
Yeah. Uh, takes her to a military base and they're in New Jersey. So I think it might be that Lehigh uh, military base where Cap trained. Oh, where, yeah, yeah. Uh, where they, find, they got the uh, pin particles. The guy in the computer, too, in uh, Winter Soldier. Zola, yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think they're going to bring her back to that base. It's like decommissioned, but Sword and Nick Fury, you know, know that it's there and that they, they won't be disturbed there. Um, and I think she, you know, either wakes up or from her, you know, coma unconscious state um, creates this bubble. It's like sphere of influence where she ends up controlling um, all of the military, all the sword personnel that are in there. And then there's some that are outside that set up a perimeter and that's like Jimmy Woo and um, they bring in Darcy and Monica Rambeau and stuff. So that's right. Sword is, Darcy's supposed to be in this and she hasn't shown right. up yet. So I think sword is simultaneously observing her from the outside and also trying to, you know, rescue her from what's happening. And I think that she's also, um, you know, mind controlling a bunch of sword agents that are in there. And that's um, what's the, what are their friends' names? Discount I, David I, Schwimmer, the black dude, uh, whoever else. Um, <laughs> Discount David Schwimmer. <laughs> yeah. And, I, and you know, you see all those people, like, acting like they're in the sitcom and playing along and stuff. And then when they start to break, they don't seem like they're in control the same way that um, that Agnes does in the last episode when she's talking. I can't remember the black dude's name. I'm sorry. No, she's talking to that dude either. over the fence. Um, she seems like she's kind of in control. But the neighbor dude is is not so much. And also with um, the the Mrs. Hart, the wife of the guy in the first episode, she's mm-hmm. like freaking out when he's choking. She's not acting like she's in control, like she's being, um, you know, told that she needs to stay in sitcom mode. Or I, something. I think you're you're close. I think I think somebody else like a Mephisto or somebody, you know, somebody big. Um, maybe it's nightmare and that's why it ties into Dr. Strange too. I, I don't know, but I think somebody big is tricking or tried to trick Wanda, but didn't realize how powerful she actually is. Yeah. I mean, that, that's where I was going. You didn't let me finish. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, um, we're on the same page, bud. Yeah. I'm saying, I think she's being tempted by Mephisto. I think this stuff kind of happens and I think that, uh, she's, you know, staying in her dream world and that there are these two, um, outside elements that are trying to pull her in either direction and yeah. she's maintaining a lot of control but she's being manipulated by Mephisto or whoever this is and I think uh, Agnes is Agatha Harkness I think everybody knows that at this point yeah. and I think that she's um, for whatever reason she's sort of the uh, manifestation or you know lieutenant or agent or whatever of what's exactly. going to end up being Mephisto I also think um, just to lead you know credence to uh the theory that this will bring about the X-Men or merging, you know, Daredevil, not Daredevil, um, Deadpool is, uh, they've pretty much confirmed that Evan Peters and Aaron Taylor Johnson will show up in this series, which both played Quicksilver. Um, so I think this will definitely tie into the multiverse as well. Like, I think she's going to accidentally bring in Evan Peters, think trying to get her brother and she brings him in instead. Yeah. I don't know. Happen. I want to believe that the that she's going to um, kick off the mutant stuff. And I know that it's probably going to happen because they've talked so much about um, how this ties to House of M. Like she did a literal thing where she explains House of M like as a PSA or whatever uh, Elizabeth Olsen did. Yeah. Um, so I think it's and they have, you know, the wine bottle that um, says House of whatever and it's got a big M on it. Yeah. Um, 
so I think that's definitely what's going on. I don't know how they're going to make the connection between mutants existing and what the show is so far. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like, like if there was, you'd expect if you knew that the outcome was that they needed to create mutants, then you'd expect the show to be about how she was experimented on or something right. like that. And that's, that's but the thing is like the hook of this show, like for people who are avid fans who watch everything, go to the midnight shows like I have it. I'm going to watch this no matter what, but I do think your average fan who just is like your average American who like saw, you know, not every person who saw Endgame and Infinity War saw every other Marvel movie. Right. Like, mo- I think most people have seen most of them, but I think a lot of people haven't seen all of them. And I do think a lot of like your average person. I know people who are gonna... big Marvel fans who have not seen every movie. Right. So I honestly think like, I feel like this, like people would, if they dropped all the episodes at once, like Netflix does, I think people would be like, screaming its praises like they would have been able to get through you know four or five episodes in the first day and be like oh my god this is amazing um i don't know if the weekly model is the best for this show like i think there are certain shows that I, work really I, well i disagree week week. i disagree I, I, I think, i'm cool with waiting for it but i think for your average consumer i think it keeps it in um in headlines and in conversation for two months which is the best thing you can possibly do, especially during a pandemic. I, I, I agree with you to an extent. Like I think it works with Mandalorian. Like I th- Mandalorian has that hype. I don't see that this show has the same hype though. Like I don't think it's working as well as they thought it would. I disagree, man. I think people are creating a ton of content trying to figure it out. I think it actually works yeah. better with mystery shows. Um, you think about like X-Files or Twin Peaks or something yeah. like, or Lost. People are going to talking about the mystery for a week i think there's i understand what you're saying i think that's just a symptom of the first like three four weeks that i'm talking about where people are going to be confused about it but once it yeah. starts becoming clear i think a lot of people are going to go back and watch the other episodes yeah and, and this next episode we're going to be halfway through the one that comes out so that the day that this episode's going to drop we will have the fourth episode and some major stuff happened in the last episode like vision is starting to realize something's wrong too Right. And that, that that's something as of right now, every time there's been a rewind vision had no idea, but at this point we've had a kind of a rewind and vision is still aware that some weird shit happened. So I, I think this next episode is going to be a big thing. And like episode four is going to be the one that I think people are going to start to really get like the people who are on the fence. I think this episode is going to be some gonna be shit people. moments. Yeah. yeah. I, I think uh, that's I, the biggest issue. I think there's just so many people still on the fence that they're like, I don't know what this is. Do I still want to keep doing this? I think this has that a lot more than like Mandalorian. Like, I think you're right that right. for uh, the people who are into the mystery, who are really into like seeing the bigger picture, this is enough. But I think for the people who are just like, I want to be entertained. I don't know if it's interesting enough week to week so far. I mean, I think it's just the same as going to see a sequel. I think a lot of people are not going to go see Iron Man 2 because they didn't see the first one. Yeah. That's and fair. then eventually they'll come around to it. Yeah. But I'm I'm really and excited it's like, to see where it goes. Yeah. Um one more question. Yep. What do you what do you think Vision is? I don't think he is real. I think she he is just a projection. Mm-hmm. I I don't think he's real. I think he is just a manifestation of her grief and and that's it. And I think eventually she'll realize it like something's going to happen. She's going to try to interact with him and it's not going to do 
what she expects. Yeah, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't think she's re- he's real. Yeah, I don't. I I don't have my own theory on that yet, but I feel like my theory is that everyone that we see in uh, Westview in the show is a real person, and they're being manipulated or controlled somehow. But I think they're all flesh and blood. Um, what if it's like Psycho, and it's just like she just has this like dead body. Hanging what around. if Vision? What if Vision is Mephisto? Mephisto. That would be interesting. That would be really yeah. interesting. Yeah. I don't know cuz I I agree with you. I don't I don't think that Vision's been brought back to life. I I said this I alluded to this earlier. I don't think we're going to see a, a Vision after this show. I don't I think, think so this either. is his I think this is his farewell. Um I don't think that she's brought him back to life. I think if we're dealing with like multiple dimensions or uh, the multiverse, I think it makes sense that maybe she pulled him from another universe. But that feels like it requires so much, so much explanation um, with the time travel and I, stuff. I again. think this is going to end tragically. I feel like that's too much. Yeah, I think it's going to end tragically for sure. But um, yeah, I'm curious to see, you know, what what Vision really is. Yeah, Damn, it's the central, right. you know, central mystery of the show. Of course, I'm interested in it. All right. Well, that's that's kind of our our. Uh insight on the first three episodes and where we think it's going to go uh this is just like a regular just a little bonus episode uh we want to give you guys some content because we are doing a exclusive uh kind of review and talk about age of ultron which is wanda's first appearance in the mcu first full experience outside of the post credit scene at the end of uh winter soldiers so uh if you want to get a little bit more about wanda and age of ultron uh check us out on patreon.com slash mdx pods um alex if you can give us your plugs we'll wrap up this episode yeah i'm uh, on instagram at dyslexic d-y-s alex i-c and i'm on letterboxd and twitter at polici p-u-l-i-s-c-i and you guys can check out everything that's MDX Pods related at mdxpods.com, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And like I brought up, patreon.com slash mdxpods. And I do have to give a big shout out to our newest patron, Scarlett. Thank you so much. Uh, she just signed up for uh, being a patron just a couple of days ago. Uh, it helps us out a lot. It helps us pay for the website, the domain, all the movie rentals because we, we don't pirate anything. We pay for everything if we can't find it for free. Um, because we want to support artists out there and we hope that, uh, you guys can support us. It's, you know, only a dollar a month to get, you know, all the bonus content and the early episodes. So, uh, thank you, Scarlett. Big shout out to Scarlett for supporting the show and that's it. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Thank you.